Welcome to the Live Sheep Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed farm dealer for the last 15 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment. Might throw in a sports story or talk about something else going on in the world. So welcome, welcome, welcome. What a crazy week it's been. We have been trying to get a Speaker of the House elected for the last few days, and it is not happening. I'm not going to dig into that. I've got my opinions, but I am glad to see the fight going on. I know people disagree with that to a degree, but I am glad to see that we're or the grassroots is kind of standing up and fighting a little bit, and it's not just status quo. But my question to you is, is the Second Amendment a curse? Obviously, you know, that's somewhat of a, a ridiculous question. Of course, it's not a curse, but that's the way a lot of people feel about it. And recently, a editor, editor editorial group from a New Jersey paper, they wrote that exact headline that the Second Amendment is a curse. And their feelings are that the Second Amendment the Bruin decision that came down as well has made it harder for New Jersey to pass gun control. And because of that, they say, you know, 300 people are shot every day, every 24 hours in the U.S. And this is the fault of the Second Amendment. The fact that these people have a right to keep and bear arms is the reason why they're killing people. The editorial, you know, slammed. The court and says down a more it it, it it struck down a more than a century old state law that restricts the right to carry a concealed gun handgun in public. They made it how it made it easier for lawsuits to dismantle any attempts at gun control. And they the editorial said where you have fewer guns and stricter laws, you have fewer gun injuries and deaths. Research has shown. Yet while more people are solidly on his side, the law may not withstand legal challenge. So actually the stats don't show that. They definitely show that where people legally carry weapons, there is there is less crime. I mean, you just have to look at Baltimore, Chicago, some of these major Democrat-controlled cities with heavy gun control and the amount of crime that they have in there. But this is where it really it gets choice. They lifted up no other than Canada as their shining light. It says, it, it said, now imagine a world where we didn't have to struggle with this. You don't have to look for far from it for inspiration. There it is, just north of our border, where Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is almost reaching the point of banning gun sales in Canada. And they're, they're, they're praising that. And anytime, I think, whenever we're, you know, nothing against Canada per se, but whenever we're looking to, to Canada or really any other country, and, and praising them for, for things like this, you know, we've, we've, we've slipped. Canada is the place where they were confiscating and locking up truckers' bank accounts because they were promoted, they were part of the, the trucker protest, if you all remember that. And so is that the type of totalitarian control that you want to be under that they can then turn around and say, now you can't. You can't. If you do this, we're going to take your money. We're going to take away your handguns. We're going to, you know, we're going to start restricting your access. And more simply than than China at that point in time, they 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 state that in their thing that the core rationale is that we need guns for self defense. But what we have, what we have is a public policy in which nearly forty nine thousand people a year are killed by guns, and nearly forty million farms flood our streets. More than one on for every citizen. It says the board further described this area as the idea of guns for self-defense as a fanatical interpretation of our Second Amendment and claimed that the country has a fetish with gun culture. We don't have a fetish with the gun culture. We have a fetish for our rights, our enabling rights to, for self-protection and to protect us from radical governments 
that want to do things like confiscate our, our bank accounts, lock us up for exercising our free speech. And that is what the Second Amendment does. The The left is crazy in the terms of the way they look at the Second Amendment and that they think that it's for hunting, that the, our forefathers put in there so that we could continue to hunt and that, you know, we, we say it's for self-defense, but that's not why they put it in there. They they weren't worried so much about having guns to protect ourselves from our neighbors, you know, stealing things from us because there was already that was that self-protection was already in place. I mean, the the punishments that could be lashed out in in those times for people violating crimes and stealing from others could be pretty harsh. And so that wasn't what they were worried about. They were worried about the government. They just came from being under a king that sent the, his troops over here to confiscate weapons and to, so that he could continue to hold the colonists down. That is all they want. They say that we, we could regulate guns as we do cars based on a public health approach. No, 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 we can't do that. So, you know, it's, it's, that is how the left looks at things. You know, there's this other article that came out that I was reading, and, and this was really about what the upcoming Supreme Court was going to be doing about some, some cases and, and, and how it was handling some of these cases that are now being challenged but under the Bruin decision, primarily in New York. And it's, and just, I'm going to just quote some things from the article. The majority decision in Bruin, taking it face value, this is what their quote is, taking it face value is one of the most radical rulings in American history, a threat to thousands of state and federal laws that have stemmed gun violence for decades or centuries. It raises the question, did the court really intend to give virtually every adult the right to carry a concealed firearm in almost any place they choose? Second Amendment, you have a right to keep and bear arms, and it shall not be infringed. That's pretty clear. That is pretty clear. So that is what our rights are. And until something changes with the, the Constitution, that is a constitutional right that we have. And that right was put in place to not control and protect ourselves, but to control the very government that is trying to control us by changing the gun laws. They want to take our guns so they can control us. And so just this, this sentiment that is in these articles shows you that we are far from winning this fight. Bruin was a big decision, but we are far from winning this fight. And we're going to have to continue to fight. We're going to have to fight, fight. You know, things like we're seeing just about this, this, you know, battle over the Speaker of the House. Wherever you land on it, to me, at least we're fighting. We're not rolling over and letting the status quo, the the establishment, the way things have always been done to fall into place. The good old boy network of just rolling over and putting these people in place and transferring the power in that way is, is being challenged. And and the way things are being done, and that's what we're going to have to continue to do. We're going to have to challenge the way we have done things because this culture, the culture in our society has slipped so significantly that we are sliding into a, just a, a, to a, a time period where we're losing our rights, we're losing our freedoms, and we're going to have to fight for them. So I appreciate you listening. This is the Live to Shoot podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle, and have a great day.